These are Extra Breaths, coming to you straight from the lungs of Darren. In episode 3 of Straight From The Lungs, Darren spoke about the various ways cystic fibrosis can affect nutrition. A big impact it can have on some people is something called CF-related diabetes. CF diabetes is its own distinct form of diabetes. So the ones people will be very familiar with looking in newspapers or seeing the news is type 2 diabetes. That, in a very stereotypical sense, is a type of diabetes that generally affects people who are a bit older and generally affects people who don't need as healthy lifestyles and maybe a little bit more overweight. And the other form of diabetes that affects people without CF fairly commonly is type 1 diabetes. And that usually presents in younger people and in children and definitely in young adults. But it doesn't happen so much in later life. The difference between those two, type 1 and type 2 diabetes, is type 1 diabetes, the body's own immune system is attacking the pancreas and stops it from being able to produce insulin. So those people need insulin to live. If they miss insulin for a long period of time, they can have quite dramatic consequences. In somebody with type 2 diabetes, their body's still able to produce insulin, but it might not produce enough that the body needs, and the body is more resistant to that insulin. So the same amount of insulin might go out, but that insulin doesn't get used in the same way. Insulin's important because it acts like a key in a lock. Insulin is a key and the cell is a lock. So imagine you have something to eat. Blood sugars will go up based on eating either sugary foods, sweets, fizzy drinks, fruit, milk. The blood sugars will also start to rise if somebody eats carbohydrate-based foods. So carbohydrates are complex sugars, long, long chains that the body needs to break down and digest, but are essentially turned into glucose sugar at the end of the digestive process. And that's absorbed into the bloodstream, floats around the bloodstream, going to muscles, to organs, and to the brain to fuel energy. If somebody doesn't have enough insulin, then there's not enough of those keys to unlock the cells and allow the, the sugar, the glucose, out of the bloodstream and into the organ or the cell or the brain. If somebody has insulin resistance, those locks maybe are a bit broken, maybe have the wrong keys floating around is a good way to think about it. So it makes that blood sugar just float around the bloodstream some more. In CF-related diabetes, it's a hybrid of the two, but it's its own distinct version of diabetes. Up to 50% of people with CF will develop diabetes in the lifetime. So I often say to people, you can almost toss a coin and see where you're going to come out, and that's as best as we can judge. There's no easy predictive model. There's no easy way to tell people who are going to get it or not. But we generally see that people are slimmer, lighter, a bit more affected. And is it because they've had diabetes and we've just not realised? Or are they just predisposed with not? Sure. The way we think about CF-related diabetes is that the sticky mucus stops some of that insulin from getting out into the bloodstream and helping absorb sugar. And slowly over time, the pancreas becomes more damaged and the cells within the pancreas that produce insulin aren't able to do that job so well. So that's why we think of it as the hybrid, really. And the other part of having CF is infections. Infections can mean that somebody's insulin resistance goes up so they don't then use that insulin quite so well. So it's almost the worst of both types of diabetes happening at once. We give people the term CF-related diabetes when their blood sugars hit a specific point. So if we do a glucose tolerance test over 12, we would think of somebody having CF-related diabetes. But we often do a bit more measurements as well because the glucose tolerance test we use isn't perfect. So we like to often get people to either do some home monitoring to see what their blood sugars are in a practical, pragmatic sense and in everyday circumstances. Or we use something called a continual 
more glucose monitor occasionally where somebody has a, a fine little sensor inserted normally around the stomach area a tiny little fiber goes under the skin it's no wider than a few hairs really that goes in um, and that sits there for up to a week measures somebody's blood sugars continually at the same time people need to do finger pricks so that's using a little device that pricks the, the finger so you can get a bit of blood out of it and check what the levels are and as well as that we like to then know what somebody's eating and drinking and any exercise so you can put a really nice picture together of what somebody's blood sugars are doing based on what they're eating and how active they are and you can then advise whether they might need some insulin or not the main treatment for people with diabetes with cf is to have insulin so that's an injection between maybe one and several times a day depending on on how their blood sugars react and there are a few different ways to do that you could have a background insulin we call it where you do it once a day and it just slowly goes in the, the insulin's fairly mild action so that actually your blood sugars don't react too much but it should hopefully keep them where we want them some people do what we call bolus regime where whenever they had something to eat they would take some insulin then we do that in a couple of ways they either give set doses so they might take two units with a meal and we'll see if that helps again we probably try and do this in phases allow them to do that for a little bit and then see actually how they're getting on we might go down the line of something called carbohydrate counting so that is where you would give them advice about looking at a portion of food weighing it for a short period of time so you can get used to what it is giving you information about gauge and how much carbohydrates and they're matching the carbohydrate in that meal to how much insulin somebody's going to take and then there's the combination where somebody will have the background insulin and those faster acting insulins and there's also a few nuances where people have got insulins that act in a bit of a mixed action so a little bit of a longer action with some of them but also a fast acting one in there they might use that with feeds overnight or if somebody snacks quite often if they're a grazer that's one of the ways we like to get more calories into people by grazing little and often they might have these insulins where they just they get a bit of a peak when they have a meal and then some of the insulin carries on acting for a period afterwards. There's some newer treatments for CF related diabetes that are in early stages that are medicine related. We're not 100% sure who we're best off using those with but they do show good promise. The one thing we don't often do is make sweeping drastic changes with people with CF related diabetes in terms of the diet. Somebody with type 1 or type 2 diabetes would be advised to have a low salt diet, low salt intake. They'd be advised to have a low fat diet. In CF we can't do either of those things so we need the high fat diet to stay. We need the high salt diet to, to stay as well. But the thing we try and do is advise people to restrict the simple sugars. The treat foods as we'd see them actually. So things like fizzy drinks, energy drinks, sweets. And if people want them, it's part of a balanced diet to still be able to have those, but we'd recommend having them around meal times where the body's got a bit more opportunity to, to digest them a little bit slower and make them a bit easier to manage in terms of blood sugar levels. Treatment is episode three of Straight From The Lungs, which you can listen to at our website, lungspodcast.co.uk.